Welcome to the X Factor Weekly Roundup with the crypto hipster, Jamil Hassan, where I basically give us a walkthrough of some of the highlighted crypto news around the world, blockchain around the world. And this is the first episode on the podcast. Enjoy. We'll kick things off with uh, talking about Meta, Facebook Meta has enabled Instagram NFT integration in over 100 countries. Mark Zuckerberg's company, Meta, has unveiled its digital asset expansion strategy recently on May 10th. And then just this past week, the company has begun its non-fungible token, NFT, expansion across 100 countries in Africa, the Asia Pacific, the Middle East, and the Americas. This includes adding support for wallet connections with Coinbase Wallet, Dapper Labs, as well as the ability to post digital collectibles minted on the flow layer one blockchain. Question to my audience is this, what would you do if you were the CEO of Meta? Next, sticking with the US and the Americas, hedge fund billionaire Steve Cohen exits crypto startup radical amongst the bear market. Steve Cohen, he's the founder of the hedge fund Point72 Asset Management Company, and he reportedly has exited his investment in Radical. It's a trading firm. Cohen has also reduced his exposure to crypto investments following, you know, exiting of this firm. Now, the hedge fund tycoon has backed crypto and blockchain projects both using his personal portfolio and through Point72. Despite the current bear market, which we're in now, you know, a June report from PricewaterhouseCoopers suggested that roughly 66% of the 89 hedge funds surveyed in that, in that survey, they plan to increase their exposure to crypto by the end of 2022. Now, my question to you in the audience is this, is should hedge fund managers increase their exposure to crypto now and hope the market rebounds by the end of this year? Or are we really in a two to three year cycle? Interesting, right? So let's talk about some good news. It's summertime. And with summertime, you hear the word vacation. As far as vacations, a recent report came out and said that tourists have blocked to El Salvador. You know, despite the Bitcoin bear market in El Salvador, they they mine you know Bitcoin through uh, through volcanoes, which is pretty cool. Uh, tourism in, in the country has soared apparently in the first half of 2022, up 82.8 percent this year. Um, there are 1.1 million new visitors to El Salvador so far, despite the price of Bitcoin sinking like from 60k to 20, what is it, 22 today, 22k. Data from the World Travel Organization recognizes El Salvador as one of the countries with the best rate of tourism recovery in the region. Contrary to reports from the Wall Street Journal, El Salvador's bet on Bitcoin to attract tourists has worked. Uh, visits for the first half of this year almost outpaced total visits in 2019 for the full year. Now, El Salvador. Is it next on your vacation list? 
And if not, then why not? Next on, next on, Rock On. It's the article from Cointelegraph called Rock On Gibraltar. Pro-crypto regulation pulls Binance and other big players into Gibraltar. Uh, Binance is the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange. Um, and it's now hiring for roles in the Rock of Gibraltar up, you know, from 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 zero. Now it's hiring for four roles. Apparently, reportedly, CZ, founder of Binance, said the Rock uh, and Binance Gibraltar job openings have since been listed on the exchange's website. And uh, representatives at Binance said the company will be establishing multiple regional offices, including France and Dubai. Um, as well as having remote roles in Gibraltar. Now, with the U.S. regulatory uncertainty hurting crypto, apparently, and multiple other industries, would you consider a move to a crypto-friendly jurisdiction like Gibraltar? Next, remaining in Europe, FC Barcelona has sold, um, which is a soccer giant, They've sold an NFT art piece featuring legend Johan Cruyff for almost $700,000 through Sotheby's auction house in New York uh, to this morning, Friday. The audio and visual piece called In a Way Immortal depicts a golden Cruyff scoring an iconic goal against Atletico Madrid in 1973. It was created by a team of 40 computer graphics and visual effects artists. The piece is backed by an original count soundtrack that features a 30-piece orchestra. So as part of the sale, um, the NFT owner will become uh, will, will now be able to uh, become a Barca, which is a soccer team, digital ambassador, and gain exclusive access to VIP events with the club. My question to my audience is this, have you ever watched a soccer match in Barcelona? And if not, what's holding you back? It's awesome, I've, I've, I've been there, I've done that, I've seen Barcelona versus Madrid, and it is an awesome, crazy time. Everybody's holding flags, waving, lots of food. It's, it's a giant, like, awesome thing to do, if you ever have a chance. Um, so, that's Europe. Moving on to uh, Asia. China, uh, according to local news outlet in Sohu, uh, the Agricultural Commerce Bank in, let's see, I'm not going to pronounce this right, Zhang Ziangang announced that it had issued a $500,000 digital yuan loan with intellectual property backing it as collateral. The loan was issued via unanimous approval by the city's consumer markets regulator. Um, and they're also their, their financial regulator and municipal offices. The recipient um, is a manufacturing environmental protection uh, equipment company uh, that focuses on steel factories. Now, and it's in the Suzhou province. Um, due to an uptick in a number of recent invoices there, and that's question why you're building steel there now with the supply chain issues, it decided to experiment with the new borrowing method where the loan was directly released into a digital yuan wallet. That might be the reason of experimenting for, for additional uh, revenue sources. Now, my question to you is this. 
What else would be possible with borrowing and lending with CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, using collateral? And why would they use that uh, central bank digital currency instead of Bitcoin? Next, Japan. The Japan Crypto Asset Business Association, CBA, JCBA, and the Japan Crypto Asset Exchange Association, Association, JVCEA, have released a tax reform request that calls for lowering taxes for individual investors on their crypto earnings. The proposal calls for a separate 20% tax for individual crypto investors with provisions to carry forward losses for three years. The proposal also calls for the same tax structure to be applied to the entire crypto derivatives market. Now, a 20% separate tax on crypto earnings with an exemption on unrealized gains could prove to be a big relief for crypto investors in Japan because they are currently facing taxes of up to 55% on their crypto investments. So it's a savings of 35%. Question is this, what measures should other countries take to make sure their jurisdictions offer more crypto-friendly platforms and opportunities, you know, friendly, like Casper the Friendly Ghost, friendly. So moving to Thailand. Apparently, and no, they did. Thailand's financial regulator, the Security Exchange Commission in, in, in Thailand, has approved four more crypto companies. Uh, these include Krung Thai Xpring, which is a crypto broker, crypto exchange T-Box, and advisor and fund managers CoinD and Leaf Capital Asset Management. Thailand now has 21 fully regulated digital asset operators comprising of nine exchanges, nine brokers, and three fund managers. Meanwhile, though, yeah, after weeks of rumors, um, crypto exchange Zipmex has filed for debt relief. Uh, late last month, Zipmex Thailand suspended withdrawals for their customers, similar to Celsius, Voyager, and other uh, centralized crypto companies the similar thing so this global contagion is global now do you feel that the rash of bankruptcies um debt relief and filings across the entire industry is a healthy phenomena for the long term something to think about now next uh we move on to south korea avocado dow and pro gamer dow have joined forces to build a mega Web3 gaming community. Avocado DAO has announced a strategic partnership with Programmer DAO, uh, which is Korea-based Web3 gaming com- community. This collaboration draws cu- two communities to play the game League of Kingdoms together, which is one of the fastest-growing Web3 massively multiplayer online real-time strategy MMORTS games and morts avocado dow wants to empower its members by joining forces with other game five projects such as pg dow to expand its global reach for blockchain gaming uh south korea's you know has been a booming gaming economy so what will it take you know what do you think will take for them to achieve global expansion in an incredibly competitive market 
That's my question for my audience. Now, moving along to the Middle East. Cointelegraph has, um, which is a, you know, a blockchain and crypto-focused media outlet, has announced it is increasing its presence to the Middle East and North Africa region, MENA, with the help of a new franchise owner, Luna Media Corporation. Based in Dubai, Luna Media Corporation is a holding group that aims to promote the Web3 industry through a variety of investments. The new franchise will look to increase the exposure of blockchain projects and activities in the MENA region. Do you feel this venture will succeed? If so, why? If not, why not? And then we move on to Australasia, called Australasia because mostly Australia, but also be covering news when it comes out in, in, in Fiji and Tonga and New Zealand. This one happens in Victoria. Victorian police in Australia will soon be granted new powers to seize cryptocurrency and digital assets from criminals, as well as compel platforms to hand over information about suspects. According to a statement by Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews, that's a name I can pronounce, this week, new laws were introduced to Parliament on Tuesday under the Major Crime and Community Safety Legislation Amendment Bill with the aim of cracking down on organized crime in the state. The new bill is expected to give authorities greater power to identify and seize digital assets in response to the growing use of cryptocurrencies by organized crime. That were greater power kind of um, throws me off, but my question is this. What other measures do you feel are necessary to make crypto investing a safer place for unsuspecting investors? That this week was the crypto around the world, was the X Factor, episode one. Please, if you enjoyed, continue to listen. These podcasts will be put out every Friday, and then we'll do a weekend, a weekend recap on Mondays. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.